The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here it Here comes, he comes. Oh. up the stairs with KJ oh. Osborne, Vikings receiver hey, and Vikings quarterback, and walking. Hey homies, it's producer Pete Demolatis, aka Pete Demolatis. Uh, Chris is currently on a beach somewhere, uh, enjoying a much-deserved week off, but we did not want to leave you hanging, so we are actually going to release three podcasts this week uh, of interviews that Chris and PFT Live co-host Mike Florio did from Radio Row at the Super Bowl. So today's episode, we've got a few quarterbacks and a couple prospects from the upcoming draft. So first interview, uh, Chris's boy blue, Josh Allen, reveals that he still holds a grudge against a certain Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, Then next interview, we've got Baker Mayfield talking about his uh, future with Tampa Bay after his comeback season this year. And then uh, Mike Florio goes gaga over his Vikings uh, with Kirk Cousins and K.J. Osborne. They come on and talk about their future uh, in Minnesota. And then a couple prospects that we have. Uh, The first is University of Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr., um, a lefty quarterback just like Chris, talks about whether he's going to throw at the scouting combine, uh, which is coming up next week. And finally, uh, last interview for today, top tight end prospect in the draft, Brock Bowers from Georgia. He tells us which team in the top 10 he hopes drafts him. So sit back and enjoy the interviews. Chris got very happy the other day when he found out that our next guest would be joining us. He is the great Buffalo Bills quarterback, Chris's boy, Blue. My boy, Blue. Josh Allen is here. Josh, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Great to have you. you. Seriously, he was so happy. It's like Christmas morning for Chris. As I was telling him just a second ago, when they told me they were like, Josh Allen's coming here, my first initial thing was, He's too rich to be coming to Radio Row. There's no way. There's no way he's coming here. But then I see Subway, and we got a rocket launcher here yeah. and all this stuff going on. And so, damn, they're paying you a lot, and here you are, and I'm happy. I, mean, I, I can't just be hanging out with my guys. Yeah, like, I don't, I, maybe. I'd like to think you'd want to hang out with me, but yeah. I appreciate you even trying to fake that one there. I love the rocket launcher because you're the last guy that needs an external rocket launcher. You <laughs> right. are the rocket launcher. Right. You're not, you're not wrong, but we, we got some good, we got some goodies in there. If the if the interview goes well, we got the new footlong cookie. Right. We got the uh, the Cinnabon footlong. I saw churro, that. Ooh. And then we got the Annie Ann's footlong pretzel. So if the interview goes well, I'll feed you guys after. Okay, thanks. Yeah. I like, so only, like, only if it goes well, though. So be careful the in the questions that you're asking. Yeah. And you, we got some tough ones too. We're ready. Well, we're ready you, for the hot well, light. First thing is you you've hit another stratosphere of superstar here, like the last you know two three years certainly. When you come to an event like this, do you ever get starstruck by anybody? Does that even happen to I mean, you anymore? Yeah, I mean, you see some of the greats, like, you know, sitting back there talking to Eli Manning. It's like, it's just so surreal, you know, saying what's up to Mike Vick. Um, just past Matt Ryan, who I've got so much so much uh, respect for. And right. You see these guys, and it's like to, to share the field with some of these guys, too, is just it's surreal to me. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. You You're six it? years in yeah. to your career. And – you have entered your prime. How much better can you be, though? I feel like I could be a lot better. Um, you know, in terms of decision making, um, ball placement. Again, I think mechanically, I got I got a little off last year just because of some some ailments and just uh, again the trying elbow to figure a little. Yeah, just trying to figure it out. It, it 
my mechanics and you don't try to, but they switch on you just a little bit because you feel a little tweak in your throwing shoulder and it's just like, I can't, I don't want to feel that. So you switch it up a little bit and I think the last probably four weeks, four or five weeks, I felt like me again. Yeah. And again, just making sure I'm staying constant with that this off season and working with the appropriate people to, to stay on top of that. Right. Um, and again, mentally, again, decision makings, the interceptions, got to limit those and, and stop doing that. And, um, but I think there's still a lot, lot to be a lot, lot of room left to grow. Do you, do you get, how do you block the, how do you handle media, the noise, people like us, right? You, you become one of the more polarizing people in football in a lot of ways. I mean, we're sitting here going, wait, the greatest one man show in football right now is number 17 in Buffalo. And we like, say it all the time. We're all the time. We're like, I don't know. But then there's, this, I'm not just trying to get the churro. There, we say it all the time. But there's a group of people too that, I don't know, somehow don't see it that way. And I, I'm always impressed by you just stay so even keeled. Do you hear it? Do you block it out? Or are you just that good at kind of just accepting well, it and going on? For the longest time, I've always, I've always said, doesn't matter what anybody else says because I've, I've already said it to myself. Yeah. All the positive things and all the negative right. things. I've, I've had those internal discussions with me. And, you know, throughout the season, it's like, what am I, like, get your, get your head out of there, right? Like, let's, let's step up. Let's, let's be the guy that we're supposed to be. Um, and again, we've had some rough stretches at, at some points, and we've always found a way to pull out of it and, yeah. and find ways to win. And it's no different than this year than it was a few a few years ago when we were seven and six. You know, right. we were six and this six and six this year at the bye, and found a way to rattle off all those wins and, and give ourselves a chance. And I really think that uh, you know we make one or two more plays in that game. I think it, it could be a different story right now. But again, that's that's every year. Yeah. What was the spark this year to turn it around? Because it felt like it was done. It was over. You're not even going to get to the playoffs. What turned it around? Well, I think uh, that bye week, just guys to get away, take your mind off it, and once you come back, it's like let's let's turn the page and let's go. And um, I think there was a, a, a article that came out about Coach McDermott as well. I think right. that kind of yes. brought us together yeah. and rallied us around him. And again, when you get guys that are working extremely hard, doing the right things, pulling together in the in the same direction, I think that's when you find success. And I think that's what we did in the latter, later half of the season. It's yeah. amazing how much we forget because we process so much information about the NFL, but Rasul Douglas told me after one of the games late in the season that what Sean McDermott said to the team after that article came out was the moment that it turned. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it, it really was. and It's been so fun to, to grow as a quarterback and grow with your head coach, with, with Coach McDermott, what he's been able to do, and to see how he's transitioned um, – from the, even the first year that I got here and to see how much he's grown and, and how much respect that he has in that locker room. And, you know, it's not easy for what he's done the last couple of years. He's basically been the defensive coordinator and the head coach, and he's been calling the defense and a lot of, a lot of stuff going different directions, and that's, that's hard to do. So I got a lot of respect for him. I, I freaking love Coach McDermott. Um, but, yeah, that, that throughout the season there was that, that moment where – he talked to us and things kind of changed. Yeah, yeah, it, it seemed like it. I mean, you, credit to you guys for hanging in there and being stubborn and staying after football. I, I want I want to hit a little on the team that's here in the Super Bowl, right? I know how competitive you are. Uh, I, I was a quarterback. I didn't want to like, you know, my rival quarterback. Like, I liked them, but I was like, if I played Michael Vick, I was like, I want to beat his butt this week, right? My dad would say the same thing about Joe Montana when he was playing, right? Talk about the Chiefs a little bit, right? And just what makes them the Chiefs in your mind and kind of allows them to separate this time of the year. Well, I mean, they, they got Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Um, who's already one of the best to ever strap up. Yeah. Um, Travis Kelsey, who's been there. And the camaraderie that those two have, you know, Travis is running routes that he's not supposed to run. Right. He's feeling things. He's turning around, getting open and being friendly for Pat. And, I, again, I think with, with – uh, Coach Reed there being the constant in his offensive system and being able to script guys and get guys open. Um, and then this year, their defense played spectacular. Right. Know, they were one of the best defenses in the league statistically. And when you when you got a great offensive play caller, caller and guys that can go execute and a really good defense, right. that's, a, that's a pretty good recipe. For Fair success. to say that was the best defense you played this year? Yeah, they, I think they were up there. Right. Um, you know, you, you talk about... Them, I think the Jets had a pretty good D as well, right. um, and a couple other teams. But yeah, they're 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 it's even. Yeah. Do, do you lean for the Super Bowl? I mean, you haven't played the 49ers in like three years, so I know you don't have a great feel for them. I think you played them in Arizona in COVID year, right? Yeah. Like a weird game there. But 
you know, where where do you lean, right? I know I don't want you to pick. I know you don't want to probably pick. I'd love you to pick. Do you want to pick it? I mean, I, I honestly I don't know. I go back and forth, I, and I'm such a fan of the game. I'm still probably going to watch it. Even yeah, though it's going to it hurts a little. Hurt. I hear you. Um, it just it depends if if the Niners D line can cause some havoc for for Pat. Right. That could be the difference. Without blitzing, can the Without front blitzing, four get yes. there? Right. And not many people have been able to do that against them. Right. Um, but on the other side of that, too, it's will the Niners stay committed to the run? Yeah. And they're going to run a bunch of probably outside zone and, and let Christian make one cut and get upfield and right. keep doing that and then play action them. And I think it, it could be a pretty, pretty close game. Yeah. I would expect you think you can run on that Chiefs defense a little, though, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, but again, you run and you get stuffed in second and ten. Yeah, now, now you're like, oh, Spags yeah. has got all these crazy blitzes and defenses. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Josh, what do you guys need to do to get here? So you're not here. So the other Josh Allen's here instead of you yeah. on um, Radio Row. You know, we've been extremely close the last couple of years, um, last few years, really, even going back to, to two years ago. Um, comes down to one or two plays throughout the game. And, you know, we got to find a way to make those. And starts with me and um, – Again, just trying to trying to be the best quarterback and the best teammate that I could be for the Buffalo Bills, and you know we're gonna keep we're gonna keep digging away and, and trying to find a way to get it done. I got a question for you about the game against the Chiefs, and I don't mean to bring up bad memories, but I'm just genuinely curious about this. As you guys were driving, as the clock was ticking and ticking toward the two-minute warning, it almost felt like the plan was we're gonna take this all the way down. We're not gonna leave 13 seconds or any time for Patrick Mahomes to score again if it's a field goal and we tie it up walk off great touchdown with hardly any time great but then I feel like at the two minute warning it changed because right after that you had Shakir in the end zone if you don't get hit that may be a touchdown and if it works it's a touchdown but Mahomes has nearly two minutes was there a conscious decision to kind of flip that strategy no um I mean the name of the game on the offensive side is score right no matter how you do it you have an opportunity and again it's that's one play that if I can move up in the pocket just a little bit and, and, and not get hit throwing it, yeah. um, who knows? Who knows what they do? You know, it, it takes one of our guys on defense to make a play, and you know, we've shown that we could do that in the past too. So, but I guess knows? my question is, did you guys consciously decide, screw it, we're not going to worry about how much time we leave them. We're just going to go do what we do. Yeah, I think, I think I don't know if that was a conscious effort, um, but at, at the same time it was like, let's, let's call our best play here. You know, we, let's go score a touchdown and, and, and see what we can do. We're close. What's the coolest play Josh Allen's made in Josh Allen's mind in his career? Like, you're the human highlight show, right? And you and 15, there's nobody like watching you. Lamar's right up there with you guys as well, right? But, like, what's the one play the last few years you've been like, shit, I can't believe I pulled that one off. I pulled that out of my ass, right? What is that one? I think Chiefs regular season this year to Latavius. The falling out of the sideline? The falling to the left. That That was insanity. Yeah. And even, like, all the commotion that happened right after the play, too. Like, it, it was so much chaos. Nobody knew really what, what happened, what was going on. I'm on the ground. I didn't know if he caught it. I heard the crowd cheering, so right. I thought we dropped it. Right. Um, he fumbled at the end of the play. That's right. 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 Yeah. yeah, so it was that, – that was a crazy one. Um, and then I, I still think the, the, the best throw I think I've, I've ever made was in Denver to yeah. Jake Kumaro. It was a, basically a ball right up the middle. Um basically two-on-one on on the backside safety, Justin Simmons. They were playing basically four push, and I just got him to stop his feet just for a second. Right. And I threw this ball literally as hard as I could. Yeah. And that's still one of my favorite throws, and I threw it to Jake Kumro, who's an awesome human being, and he did so much good for us, and that that was a fun one. You flushed that one. That one came off. It was a four-iron that just came off the face and went straight. It's probably the thin air and the altitude. I don't know if you could really throw it that hard. It's probably the right. Got lucky. (laughs) So um, is there – a quarterback that has ever played that you could sit down and talk to and you could pick his brain to help you go next level, Who's it, who would it be that you would sit down and talk to? That's a really good question. Um, you've hung with Brady. You've hung with Rodgers. I know. I'm, yeah. t- I'm trying to think outside the box Right, here. yeah, I hear you. I know. That's, you know. Have you had a lot of time with Peyton? Not a whole lot. I, I, was, I was probably leaning towards him. Um he saw the game so well. Yeah. He just get him and gun, let him call what he wants to call. He just started peppering guys underneath, and all of a sudden they It was inevitable when you were on the other sideline. Over the top. Yeah. You know, he's 
he was phenomenal. I don't think he gets enough credit, and I think he kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. But right. in terms of mentally what he was able to do, it's unbelievable. It yeah. really is. And I'm, I'm such a fan of his. Um, How about Elway? Because, like, you play so yeah. much like him. You're basically new age Elway in my mind. I'm an older guy, right? Yeah. Have you got to talk to him much? Dolphin. Here and there, go to golf here and there. A few beers yes and, and no. golf. I, the, only, the only problem, like when we're during the draft, Denver had the fifth pick. Oh, right. Right. So, so you were like, what the hell? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't want to talk to Elway. No, he, he's, he's awesome, though. Um, How could they have done that? And who else? I don't know. That's, that's a really good question. There's been a lot, of, a lot of quarterbacks in this league that have done it at a very high level for a long time. Um, well, that's a good well, question. Well, I want you to do the subway thing in one second. Last thing I want to ask you, though, is just like, should we just give up on you protecting your body? Is that not going to happen? Uh, you're not getting any better at it. You're just actually just I crazy. Think I am. You're I think just I crazy, Josh Allen. You still got a damn scar on your hand from a game three weeks ago. Both hands. You're not getting any better. You I can't think I help am. it. You I do run it less, though. That's something we clued on early in your career. You try to be a little more careful until it's playoff time. Then it's playoff time is let it fly. Jump right? over everybody. Hey, gotta, I wouldn't call it the panic button, but it's the in case of emergency button. Right? Like, <laughs> right. Is there a button like that on the launcher? <laughs> there is. Uh, but I did it. I kind of Dr. Ozed it, so I, I figured out you're going to pick a two-digit number and you're going to pick a two-digit number. Oh, but right. you got to go first. 32. Okay, okay 32. 11. Yeah, I got it. Oh, Phil's number. Oh. oh no! It died on us. You met, oh. oh, I had it too. You had it. You had thought it. it. You knew it was thirty-two and eleven. Thirty-two and eleven. You're full of crap. All right, you're good at quarterback. You're not that's, reading minds. That's your number that you wore in high school, and thirty-two is your <laughs> your wife's birthday is no. March second. No. No. My dad no. wore eleven. Yeah. That's nice, try. nice try. Nice <laughs> try. You know, thirty-two is my number because it was the number of the house I grew up in on the street where I grew up, and. I discovered football December 23, 1972, when number 32, Franco Harris, caught the immaculate reception. I was seven yeah. years and old. I and I knew that. Yeah. I knew that's why. You know, just like Dr. Oates. Right. Right. Yeah. So, oh, well. It, it, if it was up to me, I would have gotten you guys the, the snacks. That's fine. But uh, we'll come back. We'll bring them to you later. Okay. All right. Good. Josh, you're the best, you man. Are the best. We appreciate, appreciate you so much. We, we both were thrilled. He was more than me. We both were thrilled that we were going to get a chance to sit group. down and talk to you. You guys do a good job. Well, you do a great job. We're just trying to keep up. Yep. There he is, Josh Allen. Josh More Allen. from the Super Bowl after this. Here he is, Baker Mayfield, Buccaneers quarterback for now, maybe for good. We'll he better how be. How you feeling? Feel good. Feel good. Happy to be one, here. Uh, one Buck QB to another. <laughs> but I love it. He's a boomer but one sooner. One has a spleen. Well, he has. A, he does have a spleen, and he's a boomer sooner. All right. So that's a low blow. It is a low blow. Damn it. How you feeling, man? What's going on? Feel good. Yeah, just. Uh, Got to enjoy the Pro Bowl. Yeah. And just being around guys in a different different atmosphere and just enjoy the seasons that everybody had and their families there. Something that I hadn't really been a part of. Right. And just to see him kind of relax and still competitive in a certain way, but uh, just enjoying it was fun. I know business is business, but you do seem at home in Tampa, yeah. right? I, I played there. It's a cool yeah. spot, right? It really is. Yeah. And I went into it with not really knowing anything about Tampa is a city, right? Um, and very little knowledge about the Bucks, but um, just loved it. The people there, from top down, they just, they just they're all about business and how to win, and that's something I can relate to. Right. Fan base is more passionate than it gets credit for. They are, they are. Right. But it's 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 one of those cities that people want to travel to later in the year, so you get a lot of away fans. Yeah, I know. So, right. But uh, yeah, fan base is definitely passionate. You get you get the people that are talking about. I've been here since the old Sombrero right. Stadium and all that. <laughs> right. So it's it's a fun place to be. <laughs> right. I want to spin it back to a, a year ago, Baker, because we talked about this a lot as free agency was approaching. Great 2018 season, spectacular 2020 season. 2021 gets derailed week two with the shoulder injury. 2022 just ends up being a shit show, frankly. Because <laughs> right? the Browns screwed you right. over. And then I mean, you're in period. Carolina, and that's part two, yeah. shit show. And then, sorry, London. And that we're live in London, but they'll, ah, okay. they won't, they don't bleep it out anyway when they have a five-hour head start. <laughs> we're live today. They'll live with it. But I, I thought that there would be like others like us who understand you get this guy healthy, mm-hmm. you get him motivated, you're going to get a hell of a player. Yeah. Why do you think there wasn't more interest? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think just the inconsistency, I think 
people aren't willing to take a chance on that. But I, I knew Todd Bowles from the very beginning, pre-draft stuff, and he knew exactly who I was as a person, um, and obviously a player, but who I was as a person culturally, just to try and implement that in the locker room and to get guys to believe and get that fire back into it. Um, and so... All you, all you need is one chance, and so they took that chance. Do yeah. you think that gets underrated, though, the value of having a guy like you come in and become the teammate that everyone loves, the leader that everyone follows, the straw that stirs the drink, setting aside whatever you do on the football field, having that presence within the locker room, not the coach being the one to do it, but the guy in the middle of all of it. Do you think teams don't value that the way they should? It's definitely undervalued, but here's the thing. They, they had all the other pieces to where – I could just come in there and be myself. It, right. They allowed me to do that. They allowed me to do the best version of myself. And so that's what was the best part about it. And so um, you get everybody on the same page. And I love finding out how, why people are wired a certain way, what makes them tick. And so uh, getting to know some of these veterans, the guys that have had a lot of success, and then also the young guys and bringing them along. It, it's just a, I love that part of it. Um, and it was enjoyable. I, I, you just took me right where I wanted to go, like how people are wired and all that, because you're, you're chippy, right? You're chippy. <laughs> you told our Rodney Harrison that you have little man syndrome to a degree, right? Exactly. Right. Yep. So where, where did that come from? Like, has that always naturally been in you? Do you remember your parents telling you that as a kid? Like, where, um, where do you find that chippiness? It goes back a long ways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was always extremely competitive in sports, right. tried to play as many sports as possible. And right. I think that's important for kids to do nowadays. But then on top of that, was a very late bloomer. So recruiting nowadays for quarterbacks in high school, is it starts so early. Eighth grade. And I was 5'2 <laughs> as a freshman. So right. it's like I'm, I'm not getting any looks. <laughs> no. no. And, and then I grew up right in the backyard of UT's home Don't field. Don't be shooing us away <laughs> um, over here. And, and just not getting the looks that I thought I deserved at that time. Yeah. Uh, and just, just carried that mindset. All right, if they don't want me, I'm going to go prove it to people why I deserve it. Then you go to Texas Tech. And get disrespected there. I'm sitting there watching you on the field in Kansas going, damn, this guy right here, they're like, he's can throw it. Like, oh, my gosh, this guy's a player. I could throw it. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah that's but the, you could throw it. Yeah. Looking back, you, the, as you're a young college guy, you don't, you don't exactly know the game of football, but you're out there enjoying it and just throwing it around. Yeah. You, you, what made you finally... Because it's such a unique story, and I don't think everybody realizes you're at Texas Tech, and Mahomes is coming, and Cliff yep. Kingsbury's there. You know what finally made you realize I got to leave here, and I'm going to go to Oklahoma and move on with life. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like bringing up bad stories, but it, it, everything happens for a reason. So, started the first five games, sprained my MCL against Kansas. We were right. five and zero. Thought when I came back healthy, I was going to play again. Yeah. Um, and. I grew up an OU fan, yeah. and so my heart wasn't in it at Texas Tech. So when I asked if I was going to be put on scholarship at Texas Tech, they said, no, we're still working on one for the fall. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go somewhere where I'm going to truly enjoy it. Right. And if I get one, then great. But yeah. I'm going to go somewhere where I've always wanted to go. Oh, and that's good for you. I took a chance on it. More of a life, life, life decision. Exactly, there. exactly. Right. Good for you, dude. One of the things we like about you is you're candid. You tell it like it is. No pulled punches, no BS. And you were candid last week about the offensive coordinator choice mm -hmm. in Tampa being a factor in whether or not yeah. you would want to stay. How do you feel about their decision to hire Liam Cohen? I love it. Um, obviously, there, I think there was a lot of good choices, so I, I don't know how that process went down, but somebody that I was with last or in L.A. Right. two seasons two ago. Two years ago. Um, right. And just I, that's a big part of it, but I think also it's the same system as what Canales was running. And so I, I think, yeah, people can say I had an input on it. Not necessarily that. It's they're looking, how can this transition be the easiest for our offensive guys having to learn a new scheme, not putting too much on their plate, but having the similar verbiage and system and schemes and all that, and just for them to be able to hit the ground running. And that's, that's a big part of it. What was your, you know, in your coaching world there, what was your time like with McVay, right? It was such a weird thing. Yeah. You had the magical Thursday night <laughs> game where you, you're like literally off the plane, like, what? Here's the play. Okay, I'll figure out how to play. Yeah. Um, what impressed you about him? How cerebral he really is. Right. Watching him in his prep work, not necessarily, I mean, him calling a game, you can tell how he sets plays up and how he schemes things up, but how he can truly coach every single position on the field. Right. And that's something to admire that he knows every detail, how he wants it done. And so he's out there during walkthroughs sprinting for the receivers on a motion that's supposed to be a timing thing. And so right. just how he coaches and approaches it with that passion, is, it's something to admire. You, um, the end of this year, best you ever played in your life? You know, 2020, I know you did some good things there in Cleveland, but you were hot here at the end of the year. 
It's up there. It's yeah. up there, right? Yeah, it, it was, and it was. I had so much fun, and uh, I'd, I'd say it was. And looking to build on that and keep going. Do you feel like you pushed them? Because I kind of made the comments, and we talked about. Remember when he was a little bit like. I think if we play through the pass a little bit more instead of trying to run the ball, you had Todd Bowles who wants to run it, run it, run it. And you were, well, I think like, you said we're never going to be a run first yeah, team. We're never I think run that's first what you team. said. Like, do you, did that edge the team along a little bit to go, you know what, he's, he's right. Let's start throwing it well, and then we'll run it. I think, we, I think we had the realization that we weren't very good at the run right. at times. And so uh, we've got to fl- flip the mindset and pass first, then set up the run. But okay. it was Todd allowed us to be aggressive. Yeah, right. You said earlier you don't like to bring up bad memories. I have to bring up one. What do you got? A recent one. <laughs> and this is something we talked about a lot after the loss to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Did you realize you guys had a timeout and it's fourth down and we could stop it here and, and maybe the, get the ball back the and Lions I could maybe throw a couple properly. Hail Marys? Yeah. They screwed up the clock management. I, mean, I know there's a lot going in on the, in the moment, but in the moment, did you? <laughs> look at this. Look hey, at this little stumpy right, guy. Yeah, I'm yeah, right in the middle uh, of asking <laughs> the best question of my life, and here comes um, Jay Glazer. <laughs> No, I, I, it mo- was the best question of my life. In the moment, Love I didn't you. realize it. Just go. Just go. We'll see you later. No. Hey. What's the best question of your life? No, I'm, 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 I'm exaggerating. Oh, now you're exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. Uh, I come up here right. to call you on it. Now you're right. exaggerating. Right. Good to see you. All right, good to see you. That was my favorite segment of all time. I'll just let you know. Yeah, thanks. Anyway, go did you ahead, plan that? Did you plan I did that? not. I did not. That was a good time. I appreciate it, So anyway, in the moment, a lot's happening. But it's like, holy crap. We could have stopped the clock here and gotten the ball back and had about 30 seconds to try to go down and try this, I didn't uh, realize this game. It. I didn't realize it at the time, um, but looking back on it, I think they would have just kicked a field goal, and then we would have gotten the ball with even yeah. less time. And I mean, it's hindsight's 2020, but yeah. I don't, I don't really have a correct answer. Yeah, for that no, one. no. It was a weird. It was a weird thing because yeah. it was like the game's over if they kneel the ball correctly. And they handed, a lot yeah, of they really handed do it. it to you. They, they, and yeah. it was just weird. A lot of the guys didn't realize until afterwards. Give us a give us a quick uh, Advance Auto Parts. Yeah, pitch. so here on behalf of Advance Auto Parts this week, um, Super Bowl Sunday is obviously a big deal. Yeah. But February eighteenth, next Sunday is National Car Battery Day. Whoa. Oh, and so um, everybody hates a false start, and when we say false start, dead car battery. Yeah. So if you register at aapfallstarts.com and there's a false start in the game, the big game this Sunday, you get to win a chance to get free car batteries for life. Wow. So it's, it's a pretty big deal. So, so, so we're rooting for some old linemen just, to get a false just start. Just one false start. We don't want too many. We don't want a, <laughs> a we don't sloppy want a, game. We don't want a sloppy game. But just one false start, and somebody's going to get free car batteries for life. <laughs> okay, all right. Baker, like awesome it. stuff. We wish you all the best as free agency approaches. We hope you find a way to stay in Tampa. But wherever things lead, we're going to continue to root for you in all things you do. There he is, Appreciate Baker it. Mayfield. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, The threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. He's coming. Here, come. Here he is. He is there it is. He got the Letterman jacket, the I Michigan love State it. Keller on I the way. I love it. Him it's and K.J. Uh, Osborne, who's like really one of the most underrated momentary. receivers in football. That's going to be great to talk to him. So my everybody heart, get my out heart there. is if, all a flutter. If you're a Lions fan or you're a Bears fan, get out your, you know, garbage. Uh, get ready puke for Why don't know? They may be love. trying to recruit him. The oh, Vikings, for that part. Yeah, because yeah. you, you're going to gush. 
just if constantly. He's a Viking next year. I don't know. Here it Here comes. He comes. Uh, up the stairs with KJ uh, Osborne. Vikings receiver and Vikings quarterback and walking. He's walking very well. Man, he's looking up? good. He's looking yeah, healed. Hey, Kirk, how are you, man? Good to see you. KJ, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. All right. I know. This is awesome. Right. All right. Here we go. Hey, we're doing a show. You're moving well. Right? You're looking good. <laughs> we got wings. We got bounty. You look better in purple than green, Let me just tell you, you look better in purple than green. Wow. <laughs> I just I like want to get that. that out of the way. I like that. Green Wait. is good, but purple is better. I, I like want to get that. something out He's, of the way. Yeah, let's go, Chris. Okay. Let's go. Yeah, I go. mean, right. do you know what's yeah. happened in the world? He's changed his tune. What? Yes. Like, the world's He's changing. changed his tune. What right? is going People on? People can love. Like, well, we can I, change. I, he likes you. He wants, I like, recognize greatness. I don't greatness. know what's happening. I witness greatness. He wants them to open up the Brinks truck for you and just give you whatever you want. I'm ready to chip in. I'm ready to write a check, baby. I got money. KJ, you don't understand. I want KJ to stay, too. Yeah, no This was like, I love him. One week it'd be like, Kurt's the greatest thing we've ever seen. He's amazing. The next week he'd be like, you know, I think we should get a new quarterback in Minnesota. I never said that. Now he's all in on him. Maybe I did. But thank you for being here, guys. The night I got, listen, I travel home from New York every Monday, week seven. I get home. And it's like, oh, the Vikings are playing in the 40s tonight. Oh, God, this is going to be awful. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. My son was all excited because my son, all in, Vikings all the time. And he's like, come on, it'll be fun. Let's, you know, we'll get, so we get some food and we start watching it. And it's like, oh, my God. I mean, that was the best game of your career, yeah, I think. It was a lot of fun. It was incredible. And, and it was, I think, the culmination of working with Kevin O'Connell. He told us this last February, the same voice in your ear all the right, time. It right, gets right. to a point where right. it just all merges together. And I think yeah. that was the explosion of it that night. It really was incredible. Yeah. And it was a damn shame. I mean, my heart just sunk all yeah. the way down to my intestines when, when uh, you had the injury six days later. Because yeah, I we thought were you were right the, at yeah, the pinnacle. Yeah, we were an ascending football yeah. team. And even KJ that game, I felt like, you know, with Justin out, KJ was taking yeah, out a bigger big role. Yes, and yeah. it just felt like we're finding something here. We're an ascending team. And then, obviously, I didn't get to be a part of it after that. And. Um, that's the way the NFL works. You guys live it. You never know what the next weekend's going to bring, which right. is why there's so much excitement Sunday to Sunday and so much excitement for this Sunday because you just don't know what's coming. Yeah, right. No doubt about it. I so, KJ, what do right, we got to do? Yeah. What do we got to do to work this out so we keep both of you He's guys making in you Minnesota? GM, KJ. What do we do? making you the GM. That's, that's above me, man. That's, that's above me. Like I said, I did my work, so that's, that's on them. Right. Yeah, that is kind of our attitude is, is we do have a lot of work to do between September and February. And then when it gets to February and March, now we kind of are passive, and it's like, all right, we hired an agent. The team has their role. Let's just see what happens. And we kind of become like everybody else. Yeah, just kind of sit back and be bystanders, yeah, right? Yeah, because our work's done. But, like, you got to think a little bit, like, we got something going here. No doubt. Like, we don't want to no break doubt. this up, right? Oh, no doubt. I think, like sure. I said, we're an ascending football team and, and, a, and a locker room that you like being around, the players you like playing with. Right. Um, I'm sure a lot of teams would say that probably because yeah. you, you, you build relationships and you love the people you know. But um, um, the reality of the NFL is you just yeah. don't know. Yeah, you don't no, know you what don't happens. Know. Right. Well, what's crazy, and, like, KJ, I'd like to get your thought on this too, is just a little bit of, like, we kind of said during the year, I think you were, like, two and four at one point. We were like, I don't know. It feels sure. crazy. He it feels said, like you right. guys are actually better than, better than, better last, than year. last year as a complete yeah. team, yeah. right? But you just were you had the, like the fumble disease there early oh, in the yeah, game. Yeah, that's but the did game. you guys kind of feel for that sure. way too? Yeah, for sure, man. It was just self-inflicted. I mean, it was right. like, uh, in that that season prior, a lot of the things that we were doing well, we weren't turning the ball over. Yeah. And you know, when we were having those one-score games, you know, that winning that turnover battle was huge. And, and KO would show us the stat every week, every week. You know, I think we were undefeated when we didn't we didn't just turn the ball over. We just walked in the stadium, you know, 0-0 in the turnover battle. Right. Um, you know, we just kind of had those self-inflicted, and then, you know, we kind of started to clean that stuff up. Um, you know, we kind of started trending in the right direction. Like I said, we just kind of uh, had some, some unfortunate injuries, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, that was, that was super important. Uh, but, you know, I, I definitely think we started to trend in the right direction, and we got, a, we got a good core that we like. Yeah, yeah. Justin Jefferson was here earlier this week, too. I think it's important for them to find a way, right? Yeah. It's hard for it to be an ascending team without the two of you and without Justin Jefferson. Right. I think the beauty of... These are good problems to have. When yeah. you draft well right. and when you have a, a stable that's full, you're always going to have the conversation of how do we divvy up the cap, who do we keep. You'd much rather be having those conversations than right. saying, okay, who do we draft, who do we go find, because we don't have a stable that, that has players in it. So 
You're either going to live in one world or the other. I'd much right. rather live in the world of how do we keep people. Yeah, right. You have been quietly kind of creeping up the ranks to the most experienced and oldest quarterbacks in the NFL. You're going to be 36 You're this old. year. <laughs> no, You're no, old. that's not old. I'll take 36. <laughs> Shit. But pardon me. But uh, <laughs> um, you, have, do you have a timeline on how many more years you want to do it? I, I, I do think that uh, – a few more for sure. I think Tom Brady changed the conversation around. He did a lot of quarterbacks a service by playing as well as he did at 45. <laughs> right. Drew Brees, much the same way, with a surgically repaired shoulder, playing as long as he did after that. I just think it changed the conversation. And the game as a quarterback is so much up here. Certainly the physical matters, but this has to come with it. And as you play longer, this gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And so if you have this, yeah. you're a much better quarterback at 36 right. than at 26 right. because of this. So. Um, I think it, it bodes well for me to be able to play it quite a while longer. Um, I never want to take years for granted or assume things, so I do always kind of take a year-to-year mindset, but I see myself playing several more. What, KJ, what's oh, the biggest God. thing you've learned from being around a guy like Justin Jefferson? Oh, man. Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> I don't know why I thought you were about to say Kirk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was surprised preparing my mind for that. Uh, I mean, I mean, JJ, man, I mean, he's, he's a self, he's a self, you know, ever since coming to the league, um, you know, he's been a, a constant pro, you know, he, he works hard, you know, every single day when he's out there um, and no matter the circumstances, when he comes in the building, you know, he wants to play, you know, I'm very close to JJ and JJ loves the game. JJ loves the game of football. A lot of people, it was injury there, you know, with his contract and stuff. Is he going to come back? Is he going to come back and play? Is he going to sit out? I'm talking to him. JJ wants to get back on the field. JJ right. wants to play. Right. Even with the contract stuff that was going on, he still, he just wants to get out there. And I think, you know, his love for the game, you know, that, that makes him, you know, who he is, you know, because he's a competitor. You know, he wants to compete. He wants to get better. You know, even after having these, you know, Pro Bowl years and, you know, all pro and things like that, um, he still try to find ways to get better. So uh, if one of the best receivers in our game can do it, you know, I can do it as well. Uh, you, uh, I mean, I, I'm excited to hear your bounty quicker picker up, all right? I mean, that's a, a jingle of mine growing yeah. up for yeah. sure. But I do want to, like, get into your your head coach, right? I want to get into, like, some football here. A little, sure, little let's bit do it. Like, I mean, you've been around great OCs. Yeah. You've been around Shanahan. We're going to get to that in a minute. But, like, what's your – Kevin O'Connell, what makes yeah. him tick? What's What's the magic? You know, about how he gets you guys open and so efficient on the offensive side of football. Yeah, I've always said Kevin's a great football mind. Right. And uh, if you want to get into deep waters talking football, he can go as oh, deep yeah. as you want to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, sometimes you get with a coach and you're like, okay, I kind of pushed it to the ceiling. Right. This is as far as we can go, and then we just have to plug the system. We're not going to keep creating after that. If you want to keep creating and have iterations and go deeper, Kevin will go every step you want to go. Really? Uh, because yeah. of the way his football mind works. Um, you know, when we beat the Niners that night, I look back on that game in an interesting way that we did it with 45 pass attempts. Right. You know, which you think to beat the Niners, we need to be you know, balanced a little. 25 pass attempts, right. pound the rock, you right. know, control the clock. We did it dropping back and throwing. And I thought, boy, that's, that's an interesting way to go about beating the Niners. I was shocked. But it, I think it, we said were a lot, shocked. it said a lot about right. Kevin's approach and strategy and how he was going to do it. And um, he's definitely given, gives me a lot of at bats, yeah. if you will. He's right. going to give me a lot of at bats to be productive. He seems like Kyle in a lot of ways where he understands the rules of the defense and really knows how to yeah, attack it. I think that's it. a good way of saying right? it. He like, does. He always talks You guys are like defense. run dagger, right? But yeah. then all of a sudden the 49ers, you like ran two guys at the safety right. and somebody came underneath yeah, it. That, that and good. I was like, that's dagger. Yeah. That's right. I think he created <laughs> Kevin may have created it that week. Yeah, right. he did. Kevin he did. created he it that it. week, yep. And uh, and then it's, it goes to okay, Kevin installed it. Now, KJ, you and I got to get on the same page because this is new. It's right. new. Make right. sure you take this angle, right. not that angle. You know, We're only watching it off of one clip. We need to understand we could get other looks and right. so those are all the conversations you have with KJ with the coaches but uh so that was new that though can, that kind yeah of but the he, fact that Kevin yeah. can look at the film and say hey what if we did this right. that's where you go away from the game and you go that's coaching that's yeah. strategy that's X's and O's that's creativity that's thinking outside the box and then it allows for a you know 20 25 yard completion to KJ in the game right and right. KJ four years together now with Kirk are you guys at the point where like you don't even have to communicate you you, you know you can almost read each other's minds and finish yeah. each other's sentences yeah for, for, for sure man I, I think especially in those two-minute drives you know I, I know where he, I know where he's coming I know he wants to get the ball out of his hands you know um, and you know he's just surgical I mean one of the things that I I say you know when uh, when Kirk was playing with something different that I had seen in the other four years I mean I can just tell when he was hot. And it was so funny because he would call us all in the huddle and he'd be saying the play so fast because he wanted to just get up to the line he of scrimmage to get and the keep ball playing. In his hand. And yeah. keep playing, right. yeah. So like we we loved it. So like we were coming back to the huddle fast. Yeah. Um and, and like, you know, when you have a guy like that, you know, playing that well, 
um, you know, it was great. You know, so it's been a great four years and a, and a relationship. Just and I think that's the hard part about free agency. Yeah, because right? it is what you said, Mike. Yeah. It is a four years starting to finish other sentences. It took time to get there. Mm-hmm. We have that. Oh, now we're both free agents. It's like, ah. Right. Oh. So, yeah. you know, that's where uh, that putting that puzzle piece together is always an interesting challenge right. and conversation. Well, I'm going to do my best to force the pieces together from afar. <laughs> yeah. They may not listen to me. Maybe <laughs> I'll need to say. Maybe I'll say do the opposite, and they'll do other than what I'm saying. But regardless, tell us what you got going <laughs> yeah, on with uh, Bounty. The Bounty Brothers here. You got yeah. a connection right course, here, man. you two. Wing, wingman. Man. Yeah, so you can't, uh, you can't uh, have football without wings, and you really yeah. can't eat wings without Bounty. Without yeah, Bounty. It. So they, Bounty gave us these awesome letter oh, yeah, jackets. He's and nice. uh, they got wingman on the back because right. we're each other's wingman, yeah, wingman. I like on the it. field and off. And uh, and so obviously, you know, Super Bowl on Sunday, a lot of Super Bowl parties. Uh, a lot of messes. Don't go with the old school napkin. Oh, napkins, napkins are no, not, not strong enough have, for this. The great oh, yeah, parties have, have bounty. The great right. parties use the quilted quicker picker upper, right. as you said. <laughs> exactly. So that's why we're here to, to promote the right paper towel usage for the big game. Uh, it's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, I grew up with bounty. I mean, of nothing course. soaks up like a spilled Coke better than bounty, right? Which is definitely going to happen at everybody's Super Super Bowl party. All right, you two knuckleheads. You both played the Chiefs and the 49ers. You're one yeah, of the few right. people that could say both there. Give us a lean. Let us hear. What do you think? Let me hear it. Go ahead. The Chiefs' defense is a different defense. We, we played their defense in 2019 when they won it all. Right. And I came out of the game going, yeah, they do some good things, but you can get after them. You right. know, Chris Jones is Chris Jones, but you can get after him. This year, we finished the game. I thought, that's different. And, and to Spagnola's credit, they're not the same defense as right, 19. It's a right. different scheme, different approach. He's right. evolved as well. Yep, so right. that was impressive. And um, they've shown it in the playoffs. Yeah. And so if they win, I do think it's the defense maybe carrying a bigger part of it than it was in, in 19 or sure. in other years. They've had great success. And then my heart is kind of with the Niners just because mm. of Kyle and my years with him and right. knowing that he is such a good coach and he deserves a ring. And um, and so I'll be pulling for the Niners a little bit, but uh, but I have so much respect for both coaches, both yeah, organizations, I'm with both you. you know it, it goes goes both ways. Yeah, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking Chiefs. I'm thinking Chiefs. I mean they have they faced a lot of adversity all year long. Right. A lot of people didn't know if they would get back to this position just because they weren't you know winning with dominance as you know you had kind of seen it in the past. Yeah, right. But just as any other you know big game, I think it'll come down to you know a three point, ten point game, and you know it'll either be Mahomes having to work his magic or you know uh, Purdy and you know his crew. You know, doing it as well. So um, I think it'll be a, a really good game. But um, somehow we always, you know, see Mahomes end up pulling it off. gonna pull it off. We haven't had right. a Super Bowl blowout in a while. No, have we? no. it's been a while. And we were so just talking about this. You yeah. watch the game, even in warmups, you just feel the tension around right. every flag, every every call, every yeah. throw, every every decision. You know, it's gonna come back. It's monumental. Oh, yeah. Right. Did that impact the final result? Chiefs right. Bucks was lopsided, but it didn't feel That's that true. way. It didn't yeah. feel right. that That's way true. though. Right. It felt like Patrick Mahomes was gonna do everything he could. And that to try was to one where you felt back. the the Bucks pass rush was able to impact yeah, okay. the game in a way that that you didn't expect, and probably because their tackles were out. But uh, you wonder again, can the Niners pass rush do that? Yeah. On Sunday. Yeah, right. You guys are great bounty teammates. Great, great <laughs> we bounty want teammates. you to be teammates again. Right. Just not with a different team, Purple please. Purple, Purple. Purple. Don't go somewhere else as a package deal. <laughs> Stay put. I'm going to work on it. Ziggy, oh. I'm going to call you Ziggy. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. At the theater, more than the movies come to life, movie lovers march in and skip the line with digital tickets to the latest movies on the free Fandango app, ready to grab some snacks. Pick me! And head to the best seats in the house for a night of romance, terror, and quality family screen time. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies.
surveys the scene. Right up the gut. Touchdown! Love it. Little three-quarter release. Penix Jr.'s got a lot of different launch points. He can throw off the back foot on the run. It's just too much for, for Michigan State to handle right now. There he is, way back in September against Michigan State. A game that Chris Sims called. That was me talking. That was you? I mean, geez, they know your friends. That was what you? What are you doing? That's you. That. They let you do that? that? They let me do that. They let me kiss Michael his butt for Penix three and a half hours. Jr. Michael Penix Jr. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm great. How about you? Did you know you're at a table of all lefties? That's crazy. Three lefties. All three lefties. Right? That's, that's We're amazing, a dying man. breed, a quarterback. you got to save us yes, right sir. now, man. Yes, sir. I you got, got you. to. <laughs> Who... Go ahead. All right, I was gonna say, who do you model your like? Who's your who's your like? There's only Tua in football right now. All right. Is there any other lefties you model your game after, or do you just go the hell with the lefty thing and I like other quarterbacks? Yeah. Um. Growing up, I was a Mike Vick fan. Oh yeah, you know, I so, hear that. Uh, that. That was the lefty that you know I I was modeling my game after. You know, but now you know um I'm, I'm watching everybody. You yeah. Know, I'm trying to steal stuff all the time. I got you. Yeah. Mike could throw that thing, man. I played nah, against yeah. Mike. He had a, a a rocket for an arm. <laughs> At what point growing up, Michael, did you realize I can throw this thing pretty well too? Um, I was real young. Uh, my my parents they told me they told me stories before, like me being like three years old throwing a football over the house, like like little small footballs over the house, you know. But um, at the age of ten, that's when I started playing quarterback, and it was like nobody else on the team could throw the ball, and for some reason I don't know why I was able to throw it really far, and um, I got put into that position, but. You know, I, I would say I, I realized my talent, you know, maybe my, like my junior year at high school. Yes, sir. That was when you knew. That's yeah. when I knew. I was you like, knew okay, like, okay, I'm, I'm at a different level than a lot of these other guys I'm playing in high school football right. and whatever else. Right. And a lot of it's going to come naturally, but what part of it do you have to work on the most? Uh, mainly mechanics. You know, that's, that's why I say junior year because before then I didn't really have me the mechanics. You know, I was just going off a of raw talent. And, um, you know, I, I met my uh, first quarterback coach my freshman year, and uh, by the time my junior year came around, I was – I was feeling like I had a pretty good throwing motion, and, you know, I felt smooth throwing the ball. you got to stay on top of mechanics. Like, you're a talented natural thrower, right? Right. I, I was too. And you can get into bad habits when you're like that too because you're just like, oh, I can throw it here, I can throw it there, right. and then you don't become the machine. Who do, you, who do you work with? How do you stay on top of yourself, you know, yeah. as far as mechanics are concerned? Yeah, so uh, throughout my high school career, I was always working with um, a guy named Chip Bennett. And uh, his son, C.J. Bennett, I worked with uh, John Kaleo and Robert Marv as well, you know, throughout high school. But uh, as, I, as I've been my last two years in college, you know, I've been working with John Beck at 3D QB. Oh, yeah. And, uh, that's no who I'm training with now for the draft. And uh, he, he's been amazing. He's been uh, helping me out with a lot of things, you know, that, you know, I, I didn't know about the mechanic-wise in, right. in the NFL and, like, and just a quarterback in, in, in general. So. Right. What, what's the thing you have to stay on top of? Like, what's the – What's the kryptonite where you always have to go, oh, i got to remind myself to do that because sometimes I get sloppy with that. Like with me, I didn't always keep my front shoulder in, right? Uh -huh. So I'd, uh, I'd be a little just too army and might be wide open. That's exactly, that's exactly what you? I was. Yeah, um, just keep my front shoulder in, you right. know, and not, not losing, losing my power. Your power and your torque, right? Right, right. Yeah, my torque. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be at the scouting combine before you know it. What are you planning to do there by way of workouts? Have you made decisions yet? Um, I haven't. I haven't toned it down yet. You know, but um, I, I would definitely be throwing. I know that for sure. You know, I'll, I'll be doing some other events as well. You know, but I'm not sure exactly what all I'll do yet. You, uh, I got a bone to pick with you. What's that? I mean, what? What do you? Why'd you do that to my Longhorns? <laughs> what the hell? Like hey, what man. the hell? Hey, Horns oh. down, baby. I mean, Horns damn. down. Then you got your guys and your team disrespecting our fans in the corner of the end zone. <laughs> the hell is this crap out here? Hey, man, it, it was a great game. Tell us, yeah, tell us about your experience all, all together, the final four, right? Yeah. Just being a part of that, the spectacle. Let us, let us in on that. Man, it was amazing. You know, it was a blessing to be in that position. You know, um, to be able to get there, we had to beat a, a very good Oregon team twice, you know, and um, they, they definitely were a really good team, you know, and you know, we, we were looked at as underdogs, you know, going right. into uh, the championship game. But to be able to uh, win the last Pac-12 championship, you know, bring it back to UW, you know, it was, it was an amazing experience. And then, you know, uh, being in the playoffs, it was, it was amazing. You know, uh, just seeing the, the amount, just the amount of love and, like, support you get from just uh, everybody that's right. involved, you know, right. on the outside and, you know, how much it, it takes to, you know, make something like that. You know, happened. It, it was definitely uh, amazing to be a part of. Yeah, it was cool, man. Michael, we were year. all impressed by your ability and your will and desire to keep going at the end of the national championship game. You were clearly bothered by something. You kept right. reaching at your flag. What I mean, what we were just curious. What what was what 
was going on? What was the injury? Yeah, um, well, it really wasn't no injury, like, I guess, because uh, An accumulation of ass you know, beating, but, um, maybe, is what it was, right? Like, getting yeah, hit a lot? Yeah, maybe uh, beating Texas too much. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, it was, it was like a, uh, like a real a contusion, um, right. like, just a little rib bruise. You know, it was nothing that, that showed up on any MRIs or X-rays and stuff like that, you know, so um, I, I was blessed to be able to uh, to be healthy right now, you know, yeah. and to be able to be training right now. So, Was there ever a point in that game where you considered enough, like, I just, that's it, throwing the towel, I'm going to get off the field, this hurts too much, it's, nah. we're not going to come back. Why, no, why didn't you do that? I, I've been out too long. I've been out too much throughout my career. You know, um, my career has been cut short many, four seasons in a row, and I, um, I couldn't let my last college game uh, go out like that. You know, so I was going to do whatever I could to make sure I stood on that field. Just tell him, be like, because I'm a tough mofo. That's why I didn't come out of the game. <laughs> well, I was giving you a chance yeah, yeah, to say yeah. it. Now, you, you, uh, you are. Like, that, that's the big thing about you, right? I mean, we're going to see you at the Combine. We'll be there. But are you, like, I all year was like, I don't understand why Penix is not in the Drake May and Caleb Williams conversation. I said that on the game I did of the years. I did not get that. You know, but it all seems to, with my NFL friends and everybody I know around the league, it's all about your past injuries, right? Yeah. Are you ready so. for how much they're going to pull you and prod you and you're going to be x-rayed every joint and all that crap that you're going to have to deal with here in a few weeks? Yeah, I'm ready for it all. You know, uh, I met with Dr. Elitrosh. You know, he, he did some uh, – I did MRI scans and stuff with him, and, you know, he gave me the uh, thumbs up and said that I, I look good and good. Uh, very healthy. So. At that point, you know, um, I, I, it's all out of my control yes. from that point. So. You're just going to have to fight this and talk to people and make sure they feel comf- confident exactly. with you and all that, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Give us one guy you played against at any point in your college career that made you say, wow. The Murphy kid from Texas, uh, the, D, the D tackle, number yeah. 90, he, he was really He's good. A beast. Yeah, he, he was really good. Right. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. What about him impressed you? What Man, was uh, it? Just his motor and um, just he, he was back there by me he too He was much. up in your face a lot. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, man, he was back there by me too much. But um, I remember early in the game, you know, uh, earlier in that game, you know, he he got to me like maybe like two times in the drive, and you know, just talking to my offensive line, you know, which was the best offensive line in in the country this yeah. year, you know, winning the Joe Moore. So um, man, I, I was super blessed to have those guys. So I'm in the huddle, I'm like, hey, this can't keep happening. Yeah, and what's those going guys on are here? Like, right. My offensive line, man, they responded very well, you know, like they always do, and they're like, hey, you won't get touched again, you know, and. You know, I never got touched again. I didn't see him back there for the rest of the game, you know. But um, that, that just speaks volumes to my offensive line, the guys I had around me protecting me. Uh, super blessed to be able to have them. So. Who, who's who's the – go ahead. Yeah, I didn't mean to – No, I don't have anything. Go All ahead. Right. Who, I mean, did, I have something, but I was okay. waiting for you to go. Uh, did you – who's the guy, like, you're, you know, you're excited to see in the NFL? Like, who's that guy you're like, damn, I can't wait to be on the field with him and see what it looks like? I say Lamar Jackson. Yeah. For sure. Right. You know, man, he's – Crazy, yeah. freakish athlete, yeah. but also a very good quarterback. So. Right. Yeah, he's got it all, man. Detroit, yeah. yeah, it's I, like I said, I saw Michael Vick. It's it's a lot like that, and it's like wow, a right. lot, a lot. Back yes, to sir. the lefty thing that we talked about earlier. I feel like the world discriminates against left-handed people. Seriously. Give me some of the inconveniences you've experienced in your life trying to manage the world as a lefty. Um, not much to be honest. You know, I hear some things. You know. Lefties, they throw it weird and stuff like that, you know, but um, all that stuff is out of my control. All I can do is listen to my quarterback coach and make sure my mechanics are what it's supposed to be. And um, I feel like I throw a very good ball. And You do. And um, a lot of that stuff is out of my control. Well, so. you're here for Sharpie, right? So Sharpie, the good thing for lefties is, is it doesn't bleed. So you won't you get drag. it all over your hand when exactly. you drag across, right? Because that's where we're challenged in the world. Exactly, right? man. Yeah. So, um, so you're a damn good quarterback, but I don't know about salesman yet, and we're going to see what you got. So it's time to go. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> like you just said, man, Sharpie is no, no smear, no smudge, no bleed. You know, um, you know, that's the biggest thing about it. You know, as a lefty, like you said, you know, not having the ink on my pen and stuff right. like that. And I'm super blessed to be able to be partnered with them and uh, with this high-performance high pen, the SGL pen. You know, which I'll be signing my NFL contracts with. Ooh, and, uh, lots of zeros on that one. <laughs> yeah, man, but uh, I'm, I'm super excited. You know, I'm super excited for this partnership, and uh, I'm blessed to be a part of it. And, you know, I am definitely will be, I definitely will be using this throughout my uh, career. I'll be using it, too. I'll be using it, too. I'm, I'm big. I'm, I'm into my pens, so Sharpie, I got them everywhere, right? You should see it. He, he doesn't type anything. That notebook. He's got I, notebooks that's everywhere. That's all I do. It's I like 1952 just, with him. I, I got all notes. he does is I write. Got notes on all he you. does is write. I got it all in there. <laughs> I got it all. So, um, speaking of zeros, how and you you were part of college football before and after NIL, right? How different once the NIL thing happened? 
it, it is different in a lot of ways. You know, um, like the whole transfer portal thing, you know, for me, you know, uh, whenever I was going through it, you know, it, it wasn't about the NIL stuff for me, you know, but um, it, it was about finding a place where I can get the best opportunity to, you know, help myself be in the best position to, you know, be successful throughout my career. So, um, but it, I mean, you see it now sometimes, you know, some guys are going based on NIL and stuff like that, you know, but I can't fault anybody, you know, for their decisions and uh, what they feel is best for their future, you know, but um, I feel like the whole NIL thing is a blessing, though, because I feel like, you know, it's, for a long time, you know, college players should have been uh, getting paid for, Absolutely. for playing. Um, yeah. it's, it's super excited to be able to see that happening now, so. Transfer portal, too. You should be able to go wherever you want to go. Coaches go wherever they want to go. Right. People can go. People change jobs all the time. Right. If they're not going to pay you, they should at least let you go where you think you're going to have your best opportunity to play and get yourself ready for when you do get paid. Exactly. You know, that's true. And uh, that's that's definitely like the uh, situation I was in, you know, and um, yeah. And then I, I like how they opened up the transfer portal thing. You could play now, you know, right away because like you see it a lot, you know, with uh, college football coaches, you know, getting uh, new jobs, you know, or getting fired and stuff like that. And then you're. You're, you might get put in a bad position, you know, so uh, for, for the transfer portal to be able to be open now and to where you can transfer and play, you know, I feel like it, it is a good thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So you didn't, like, the senior bowl thing, real quick, just last one. Right. Like, I, we, we're here. We're, we're, we think you're, those are the right decisions. But tell us about, because I don't care about you didn't play in the game. You got to do what's right for Michael Penix Jr. Tell us about the week, though. Like, what was the most eye-opening thing about the senior bowl week? You, know, you got to see players, yeah, you got to learn yeah. some NFL offenses. How did that kind of go? The biggest thing, you know, I, I feel like just competing at a high level. You know, you just got all the, all the top guys from their schools, you know, um, at, at each position, you know, out there, you know, competing at a high level, you know, showing, showing how, how bad they want to be great, you know, and that was a, a blessing. And also being able to go through uh, sort of the interview process with uh, different teams and uh, stuff like that, you know, it, it was great to be able to uh, be a part of that and, you know, um, kind of get a taste of that. So it was good. Yeah, cool, man. Cool. Coming soon to the National Football League with his Sharpie gig in tow. Lefty, Michael baby. Penix Jr. Doing it for all the lefties all out the there. All the lefties out there. Thanks, You're Michael. Our guy. Yes, sir. I appreciate right. it. You we'll be back save with us. more from the Super sir, Bowl right you. after this. All right, next guest, a two-time NCAA National Football Champion and two-time winner of the prestigious John Mackey Award that goes to the best tight end in the country. He is Georgia tight end Brock Bowers. Brock, welcome. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Brock Bowers is one of the few people that comes into college football and as a freshman you go, he shouldn't have to stay three years, right? We talk about that every now and then, right, where there's a player that you like we're like ready to go, Mr. Big Time Guy, right from the start. I just want to tell you how impressed I was with your career. Like you were one of those guys that popped the second I watched TV. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. yeah. Right. Where the hell did you get all this talent? Who is it? Who's in your family? Is the mom the beast? Is the dad the beast? Who is it? <laughs> that's actually a, that's actually an argument between my parents. Um, they both played college sports. My dad played college football. My mom played college softball. But uh, my mom always likes to say it. I got my athleticism from. From her side, so, right. uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Always, it's always an argument. So go, go with the mom. Go yeah. with mom. Yeah. The hell yeah. with dad. <laughs> what was the point, Brock, when you were growing up where you were like, okay, I got something special too? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I always kind of – there's always kind of like this doubt, and I just kept working, and, um, I mean, it just kind of – just tried to be the best, and I mean, just ended up uh, – just ended up kept working. It worked out for me. Georgia, like, what else was in the running between Georgia? Where were you down to when you were making these type of decisions a few years ago? Uh, I mean, I was down to a couple schools. I mean, Washington, Notre Dame, um, maybe yeah. UCLA was included in there. But um, just kind of after looking at my options, and um, I want to play with the best and be on a winning team. So, I mean, I just won, I just decided Georgia. Yeah, well, you picked yeah. the right one. Yeah. I mean, first off, let me just say this one more time. The fact that you guys weren't in the Final Four this year is one of the dumbest things in American <laughs> sports history. It really is. I mean, you dominated college football for three years, and you lose yeah. one game, and they go, no, you can't get in the Final Four. All right, I had to say yeah. that. Either way. Yeah. Let him say what he has to say about okay, it. Yeah, ready to say oh, what no, do you think? Come ahead. on, go it, ahead. It, you're, it not, you're not in the so, NCAA so, anymore. Screw them. <laughs> Sometimes you have, we, just, we can't give him any excuse to leave him out. I mean, we just kind of sold it at the end, and it happens. Yeah. All right, so back to Georgia, though. You're a freak. You got all these other freaks growing on trees there. Mm-hmm. Give me, like, the top two freakiest guys through your time in Georgia, right? Offense, defense, I don't care mm-hmm. who it was. Give me, give me the ones that pop right to your head. Uh, definitely Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker. Yeah, huh? going to, going against him my freshman year. I first got there, just a little freshman me. I was skinny, and uh, he was on the other side of the ball doing in the six tech and just banging on it. 
it was awful. And he, he was the freakiest dude I think I've seen come through there. That's right. All right. Yeah. So he was number one. Who's number two? Who's, like, coming up there, you know, right behind him? Number two? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, Darnell's up there just because his freakish size, and he was out there hurdling people. Right. Uh, Darnell Washington, yeah, right. our other tight end. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. He's gigantic. Yeah. I Let's look around at guys you've seen when you're out there between the lines taking on someone else. Give us a guy that you played against that made you say, wow. Uh, I think two guys that really stand out is Will Anderson and Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, they were both dudes that were just, like, big out the ball like that. Like, just as soon as the ball was snapped, they'd be right in your face. So, I mean, they were, they were two freaky athletes, too. Yeah, you you grew up in the Napa Valley area, right? Oh yeah. Napa, so are you Napa a Niners City. fan? Or um, a Raiders yeah, all, fan. All my family's Napa, uh, Niners fan, so uh, yeah, kind of kind of Niners. So you'll be rooting for them this week. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. And then you know you got a little George Kittle about you, right? <laughs> who's your Who's your guy that you kind of look at in the NFL and go, "Ooh, I want my game to be like him." I mean, I know you want to be better than him, but you know, who do you model yourself after? I mean, I love watching uh, Kittle. Uh, I love watching Kelsey. Those are the two, two of the main guys. I mean, they're both playing this weekend, so I'm excited yeah. to watch that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, those are the two main guys I've tried to model my game after. Yeah. Is there a team that you're eyeballing for your future in the NFL? I know you can't control it, but if you could, where would you want to go? Whoever wants to take me. I mean, I'd, uh, I'd, it's hard to say. I'd, I'd love to go to um, – He wants the Niners to get yeah. rid of Kittle, or then he wants to go to the 49ers. <laughs> He's I'd be all right. Let him say it. I'd be all right with going to the, the Tennessee Titans. I mean, I liked it down really? in, in the Georgia, yeah. Tennessee area. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought it was cool, but uh, – yeah, that'd be a cool spot to yeah. be. Yeah, you hear that, Titans? It's a good you spot. hear that, Titans? I'm Get ready, Titans. I played in Tennessee for two years. It's a great football town. It's only getting better. So yeah. I hear you there. It's a great place to live, too. Yeah. That'd mm-hmm. be cool to do. All right, so you had the the injury at the end of your year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you missed the SEC championship game. If I, Oh, no, you played the SEC yeah, championship. You missed the uh, bowl game. Yeah. Where are we at? We feeling good? We're on total combine mode right now? Yeah, we're a lot better. Um, full speed going. Uh, just getting after it training-wise. And, um uh, yeah, I just got it all healed up and ready to rock. And yeah. training-wise means you're doing all that crap that they make you do in Indianapolis where you got to do touch your toes and run and cone drill and this, that, and you're doing all those things so you can get the best possible times? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm just working with the XOs, doing whatever they tell me to do, and hopefully hopefully it comes out to a good result. Yeah, you, you like, uh, have, like, some, some numbers in mind yet? Because we're going to see you with the combine. Uh-huh. We're going to be there. And I'm gonna he grill probably your, won't want to talk to us I'm going to grill your ass when you get there again, <laughs> just so you know. We're going to make sure you're in shape properly, too. But, uh-huh. like, you got – are you? do you expect to run a 4-5 in the 40? I mean, are, are you expecting that? I know I don't want to put pressure on you, but – Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, I'd, the low 4-6s, 4-5-ish, you think you're going to be in those ranges? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, I guess. All right, yeah. you're so humble, you. Yeah. Look at this freaking <laughs> we'll nature humble guy over here. Let me ask you about somebody else then, Kirby Smart, your head coach. How do you think he would fare if he would make the jump to the NFL at some point? Um, I mean, I don't know if that – he always says how much he loves Athens and how much he wants to stay there because that's his alma mater and that's – that's um, what he wants to be at. It seems like, but I mean, I think he, I think he'd do great. I mean, he's just, he's just a winner. He's a, he's a, he's a tough coach, but he, he loves you. And um, I mean, yeah, he's, he's awesome. It's funny. He's a tough coach. He's got some saving about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks tougher on the microphone than maybe even saving. And I don't mean I'm not even trying to be funny. Yeah. But can you joke with him at all? Like, is he, can you have fun with Kirby? Like, sometimes you see the Bama players making fun of Nick Saban, and yeah. he can, like, it, Kirby sometimes I feel like wouldn't be, like, he's, he's the general. He doesn't want that. Yeah, you know, sometimes we kind of try to stray, stray away from that. Right. But um, <laughs> it depends on the moment. Like, if we're in practice and he's yelling at somebody, you don't, you don't want to be, like, yeah. in his eyesight because he'll jump right on you. But, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on the moment, I feel like. You What's the worst you've with. gotten from him? I think it was my freshman year. I'm, I, uh, we were going with one coverage, and I, I missed it during the game. We were going through corrections, and I missed it again. And he, he just jumped in me bad on the loud mic, on the loudspeaker, over the whole indoor. It was, it was pretty funny, like, looking back on it. So when you do a walkthrough or a practice, he has a mic? Oh, yeah, he's, he's walking around the practice field with the mic. Um, just, I mean, you'll be on the opposite field, and he'll, he'll call out your name, and you'll be like, What? Is God talking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yes, it is God. As far as they're uh, concerned, Georgia yes. Football, it yes. is God. God can't help you now. Yeah. Uh, give us your trader pitch. Uh, I mean, going to the NFL, I'm gonna be pretty busy, and uh, I mean, they're just gonna help me. Probably first purchase is gonna be a car, so I mean, they're just gonna help me out, um, streamline that process, and uh, making it easy for me, so I can just spend most of my time focusing on uh, training and getting ready for the 
for the um, season. So they're just making making buying the cars easy. Man, that's he's so focused <laughs> well he doesn't even want to think about the cars. He just wants Auto Trader to get them lined <laughs> just, up. Just for have him. him show up. I like that's that's laser focus right there. I like that, man. I really yeah. do. All right, well, Brock, we wish you all the best. We will see you in Indianapolis unless you see us first and run the other way, which you very well might do. <laughs> Brock Bowers, Georgia tight end, on his way to the NFL. Okay, hope you enjoy those interviews, homies. Uh, we'll have another episode for you on Wednesday where Sims and Florio talk to Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Puka Nakua, DJ Moore, and Devontae Smith. So that wide receiver heavy episode is going to be coming at you on Wednesday. So talk to you then. Peace out. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.